This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. Hey everyone, we are super excited to be launching our second workshop in this podcast. So these are just free workshops that we offer quarterly. And we did our first one on intention setting. I believe it was episode four of this season. So make sure if you're interested to check that out. If you already listened to that episode and enjoyed it, we're bringing Judy back on today to co-facilitate a workshop with Rachel on our relationships with our bodies. You'll also notice that we give space and time to answer the questions during a live workshop. We've actually cut that space out in the recorded workshop. And what we'd encourage you to do is just pause the audio, take as much time as you need. Try not to rush it though. I know sometimes it's easy if you're by yourself just to skip actually answering the questions. You're gonna get a lot more out of this if you actually take the time to do it versus just listening to our responses. So we highly encourage you to actually pause. Once you're ready to jump back in, unpause the audio, and then you'll be able to hear the discussion around the answers. You'll also notice we recorded our conversation first, um, which is actually going to be released next week. So you might hear us reference this as part two. We decided that we wanted to share the workshop first. That way you all can answer and have a very unbiased opinion in your answers and really figure out what's true to you versus hearing our conversation and our relationships with our body and then doing the workshop. So you might just hear part two and part one get interchanged in a different way. What we're going to do is this is part one, you're hearing it now, and then part two will come next week. And without further ado, I'm going to let Rachel and Judy take it over. We are excited to have Judy Dano back. Hello, Judy. Hi. (laughs) Um, Good to be back. (laughs) So just a reminder for everybody, uh, Judy is the CEO and an elite mindset coach for Thrive, a human development company. And this part two is going to be an hour long and it's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to just start to have that conversation with your body, to start to understand your relationship with your body, what that looks like, what it could look like what it has looked like, what you want it to look like, and know that this isn't meant to get you to any point in time. There's no right or wrong way in this. It's meant to be a start place uh, to begin the dialogue with yourself, to reconnect with your physical body and what that actually means for you to check in at this point in time, what that even means. And so know that this is an invitation and a permission to start having maybe a different conversation with your body. So is there anything that you'd want to add to that, Judy, about what this will be? Um, For me, this feels like, um, you know, we talked a little bit about in the first part, that reconnection to ourselves, that reconnection to authenticity, that reconnection to working together with our bodies, working um, versus, you know, against our bodies or being, you know, in a space of not feeling great about ourselves, but understanding that, you know, we're all in it together. And I think that a workshop and walking through it and us sharing what we're 
going through and the answers that we do through the workshop are really helpful for others to, to hear and give permission for themselves to be authentic and real and raw in this too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And to, to Judy's point, we are going to walk you through this workshop and then we're actually all going to answer right along with you. And so you'll get to kind of hear a live workshop between the three of us. And I invite anyone who's listening to, you know, gather up a group of your friends. If this feels something that you'd want to do with a group, I know Thrive is a big proponent of it, as am I, um, through the Thrive approach of the magic of a conversation and what comes out of that dialogue versus just being in your own head. So I highly encourage you to do this with a friend or with a group and, you know, pause where you need to in this to allow for more space. Um, And also, if you haven't yet, in the show notes is a PDF for the worksheet so that you can print it out um, or you can pull it up on your computer and answer the questions for yourself. So without further ado, let's get going. Janelle, are you all set and ready to go? I am. <laughs> you are? I'm You're so timid in your hand. I'm here for you the what? Show. I said I'm here for the show now. I just get to sit back and do the workshop. <laughs> yeah, you get to be a participant that we listen mm-hmm. to your wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Before we jump into the workshop, I wanted to let you know about the collective. Rachel and I are really excited to be hosting a monthly session where we're inviting you all to jump on Zoom with us and have a conversation with our community. In June, it'll be the first Thursday of June, and we're going to be talking about self-sabotage and asking ourselves the question, how do we neglect ourselves? If you're interested in having that conversation with us, make sure to check out our links on Instagram, or you can always sign up for our mailing list at thetruenorthcollective.org, and we will email out all the information there as well. We would love to have you all join. Otherwise, let's get back to the workshop. Okay, cool. But you have the work. You have the worksheet. I do. Perfect. All right. So. Um, I am going to invite everybody to take a few minutes to answer the first three questions as a check-in for yourself. What made you show up for this workshop? What do you hope to get from this time? What's your relationship to your body today and how would you describe it? And what do you love about your body today? So go ahead and answer those questions at the top of the worksheet and we will come back in just a minute and share. If I give one more minute of time, will that be enough for you guys, or are you ready? I'm ready. 30 seconds. What'd you say, General? 30 seconds. All right. You just tell me when you're ready. Okay, 10 seconds, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed that you were giving it time clock while also answering. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready when you are. All right, cool. So um, we're going to share. 
So this is a check-in. I'm going to invite you to share any aspect of this that you want. And the invitation here is to maybe, I'm just going to leave it at that. Share any <laughs> aspect of this that you want. <laughs> I actually would be inspired to go first. If that's Perfect. Right. Do it. So yeah. I was really surprised by what came up here because what I love about my body was I thought how I was going to answer was like my hair, my butt, like all these things. And it's not what came up was, um, it's resilience, it's strength, it's mm. adaptability and it's patience. Mm. So that, that was so cool that all of a sudden my body, it was so much less about like the physicality of it, even though there's physicality in there. Um, I just didn't expect that to come forward. Uh, and then the other part, my relationship to my body today very quickly came through as estranged best friend. So it's like, I know so much about her, but I totally keep her. It's like, I pretend she doesn't exist. So like, I'm like, didn't know, like, you don't know because you stay over there. Like I, you don't know me now. Like we aren't. And so that was kind of interesting too, that I have kept my body at such a energetic distance from myself. And I didn't expect that much disconnection. So why I'm here is to sincerely start a different relationship, um, a journey to have a different relationship with my body um, and truly meet my body for maybe the first time. So. Very cool. Yeah. Love those answers. Um, so what, what I love about my body, I kind of was like you, Rachel, and that I wasn't sure what was going to come out. And, um, I was kind of surprised, maybe surprised is a little bit too much, but it was, it was kind of cool to see what actually did come out. Um, I, the thing that came out first was I think that my body is really smart and really intelligent. And I've been doing a lot of work around trusting that intelligence. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. And I love that. I love that my body has this kind of intelligence um, and it, which kind of sends me messages and keeps me on, on the right track. And then the other part that came out for me in the, what I love about my body is I am loving the new curves that I have with the maturing, with how my body is maturing. And I used to be stick thin, um, when I was growing up and which was totally fine. And, you know, it was, it was all, and I valued that almost. And so it's been a little bit of a journey for me, but to be able to, to actually say that I love my, the curves that my body has now compared because of how my body is maturing, um, is really cool. I didn't realize how, 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 um, much I had grown into that. So my answer to what is my relationship with my body today is I feel it's a work in progress. I've been doing a lot of work around being comfortable with how my body is um, right now, the changes that I'm going through and just trusting all of that and knowing that it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. And um, I just want to continue to build that relationship with my body. That's why I'm here. So thanks for asking. It was fun. Those were fun questions. I know. I agree. Thank you, Judy. Sure. Well, I was going to say, I've been playing with the idea of my body as sort of a shell and not in a 
negative way, but it's like the shell that protects all my squishy, ishy, soul type stuff. But all, that I need to take care of it, and I need to feed it, and I need to walk it, and I need to water it, <laughs> and I need to give it sunshine. Um, so I've kind of been playing with that idea of just like really taking care of it. Um, like you would a houseplant or a pet or something that you love that's just, you know, and it just wants love and it loves you back. Um, and then what I love about my body is how capable it is. That's something that brings me a lot of joy and I have a lot of pride around my ability to jump, my ability to run, climb, carry. Um, and then I also wrote that I have hot legs. I love it. <laughs> All right, cool. So that was um, the extra thirty let's seconds, start... by the way. I needed to write down that I had hot legs. Oh, the hot legs. Yeah, that was, that's what came out of those extra seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something else there that wants to get out. So I acknowledge you for honoring that. Thank you. All right, well, let's explore. Yeah, let's explore a little bit. Um, Judy, do you want to talk us through a few of these concepts? Absolutely. Um, so the first thing that I would like to share is to talk about um, normal human stuff. The conversations that we're having can be extremely vulnerable conversations and some things might come up for you in it that don't always, or that maybe don't feel the greatest as you're discovering new things about yourself or about how you feel about yourself. And the messaging here is that it is completely normal um, to be uncomfortable in these conversations, to have some awarenesses of things that maybe don't feel great for you, that maybe some shame shows up around, um, and and understanding that those are normal and that they're normal, normal human things that we all go through can really be liberating and really allow us permission to um, address it in a way and kind of accept that you're experiencing that um, and then being able to, to shift that and shift from maybe not feeling great about yourself because of the awarenesses that you're having about yourself um, to a practice of, okay, if this is what I'm experiencing um, and it doesn't feel good, what do I want to be experiencing instead? And how can I shift that to something that feels better for me, which is not all the way to, to self-acceptance and self-love at this point, but it's maybe a stepping stone to, you know what? my messaging then becomes, you know, I, I am okay. Like it's, it's okay. And I am okay. And it's okay that I'm experiencing this right now um, because it's normal. And so that is what normal human stuff means for me in terms of when I'm going through these processes of, of getting to a place of authenticity, self-compassion and self-love is understanding that the, the kind of the yucky stuff that comes up is normal and, and it's okay. So that's the first one. I love that. And I'll just add, for me, it's the reminder that I'm not alone and that mm -hmm. I don't have to feel alienated or embarrassed about where I'm at. If you listen to part one of this at the, well, I don't want to give anything away, but it's vulnerable. And just because we're facilitating, co-facilitating this workshop doesn't mean that we have gotten to some other side. And so it's giving permission to be exactly where I am and to know that I don't have to feel bad about that or that I'm uniquely weird <laughs> in that, like, <laughs> even though I like being uniquely weird. But when it comes to <laughs> things that I perceive as flaws, 
um, I don't like feeling that way. And so this is an invitation to remember that even in those moments where I feel as that what I'm going through is so uniquely gross to me, I'm actually not alone. So I just add that. Cool. I love that. The next concept that I want to talk about is love and personal responsibility. And at Thrive, we pair these two together because we feel like one without the other really brings us to different ends of the spectrum. But when you pair them together, they really um, create a, a balanced approach to life and to, like we said, all of these things that we're exploring and these conversations that we're having. So um, part of, you know, the part that we call love is that piece of starting from self-compassion, um, starting from that foundation of, and even if you're not there yet, the desire to get there um, and, and that desire to experience love, which is just a normal human desire um, and, and being okay with where you're at if you're not there yet is actually a piece of self-compassion and love so if you can start there and lay that foundation and even if you're not fully there yet just be in the desire of that because you'll eventually get there and then the second piece of that is that personal responsibility piece once you can love and accept um, exactly where you're at you can take responsibility from there um, to to start moving closer to that that space of loving yourself even more deeply, even more fully. And so we have the cool thing about the responsibility piece is we are more powerful than we understand. Most oftentimes we have more influence over how we experience life than we realize. And so when we understand that we have some um, ability in it, that responsibility piece doesn't feel so scary. And so when you couple those two together and you move through the personal responsibility piece that helps you come closer to self-compassion, self-acceptance and self-love, um, then, you know, like I said, the coupling of those two allows you to get there um, in a more quicker, grounded, holistic way. Yeah. I love your call out and reframing of personal responsibility. I know when I first started playing with personal responsibility, it had like a, um, like I was getting in trouble connotation mm -hmm. for me and mm -hmm. um, the ability to recognize it as this is actually where your power can be is mm -hmm. really cool. And for me today, my only other add with this one is, can you really, choose to see the power in this through a lens of love, which is what you had said. It's like this process is, can be any, anything as it shows up for you. And if you can root your ability to take ownership of where you're at from a place of love, I know I personally will be doing that um, as we go through this, because as I mentioned in the beginning, I am realizing just how tumultuous my relationship with my body is. And I want to give myself permission to take my power back in that. And I want to make sure that I'm doing it not from like a strong armed, like you have to do this, <laughs> but from a place of um, kindness and love. So yeah, this to me feels like a, an invitation and a permission. Cool. And then embodied presence is a concept that is gaining a lot of traction in the world. Uh, if you're really interested in 
this idea there's um, the body keeps score is an interesting book and then um, intelligence in the flesh is another one that have been two books that have really kind of grounded me in the idea that I am not just a mind and a body but I am a system and that the body actually has this really innate wisdom and intelligence just like you were saying Judy at the beginning in your shares there mm-hmm. is an intelligence to our body that we have learned through the way society has been construction constructed along the Cartesian model. If you want to it like all those books, will give you all that information. But we've tended to separate the, the mind from the body and put a lot of priority on the mind being the thing that actually is better. Uh, stronger, more intelligent, more, you know, has more to offer us. And uh, the reality is, is that our body actually can read subtleties in a way that our mind cannot. And so if we can learn how to become embodied, which is actually listening to the subtleties of our system, of our skin, of those sensations that we get, and we can gain a literacy in that embodiment in the present moment, we can actually gather more information that's below the surface of just words, which a ton of communication and connection is actually created way beyond words, whether that's intonation, um, parapersonal space, like the energy field around you, um, inflection, nonverbal body language. Uh, And so figuring out how to listen to your own I guess embodied linguistics is is a practice in being able to tap into a larger intelligence, a larger resourcefulness within you. So I'm gonna actually invite everybody right now to just put their pens down or anything that you have in your hands. And in your seat, um, I want you to just actually take your hands and like tap your body from down at your ankles all the way up, stomach, arms, and then up to your head. So just kind of like awaken the body. And then once you kind of, you're like, all right, I'm here in this moment, allow yourself to really feel yourself in your body. Maybe close your eyes if that helps you to tune in. And just start to notice the sensations, the felt sense of your body maybe the contact points with the floor, maybe the felt sense moves from your shoulder to your knee, travels around, just notice it without judgment. Paying attention to tingles, vibrations, temperature, areas of tenseness. And allow yourself to just scan from your toes all the way up to your head and take note of the different sensations that arise. Not needing them to be anything, but just seeing them and acknowledging them.
And then I invite you to hone in on one of the sensations and allow whichever one speaks the loudest to come to the forefront and breathe into that space of your body. And notice if anything shifts. And maybe ask that sensation or that part of your body if there's anything that it wants to share with you today. And again, without overthinking it, just allow it as if you were a child being open to possibility. What does that body part have to say to you today? What does that sensation want you to know? You know, you can always come back and talk to this body part, this sensation, or any others in the future. I invite you to thank any information and wisdom that was shared with you. And then placing your left hand on your heart, breathing into that heart space. I acknowledge you and your body for being here for you and with you and for being willing to share this experience and share its wisdom with you. And when you're ready, go ahead and open your eyes. And so I, I share that as a very quick meditation. There are tons of different meditations that you can do that allow you to start to build that practice of being able to sit and listen to your body. There's somatic practices that are movement-based. Um, there is a practice called focusing, and I'll put links to all these in the show notes so that um, if you wanna start trying them. Otherwise, the simplest thing you can start doing is just what we did, kind of getting still and checking in. What's here? You can even start to listen to some of your senses, the hearing, the smell, the taste, and then the felt sense within your body. And then just ask it. Is there anything that you want me to know today? Is there anything you need to share with me? Is there anything you need? And so um, with this, there's a little bit of brevity in, you know, being able to move past the logical <laughs> um, side of it and just allow. That's why I said, you know, have a beginner's mind, play with it and um, see if you can allow yourself to be in that space of gaining the subtler wisdom that exists within you beyond just the logical cognitive brain. Rachel, I think one thing that's um, really kind of cool is that the more that you practice doing this kind of in a intentional space um, allows you then to do it in live time when things start showing up for you. And so like, it might feel uncomfortable at first um, when you start practicing these the you know, meditation like this and just know that the more that you do that, then it doesn't have to be, I go sit 
you know, in a chair or in my meditative position and do a meditation, I can actually bring that out into the world with me. And in live time, when I'm experiencing something within my body, I can go through those, that, that process pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, it's something that I actually use when I'm like in meetings out in the world, I can now, I now have such a better understanding of what different sensations in my body are actually indicating for me that mm-hmm. I can recognize, oh, that's the start of anger for me, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something is off here, or something is, I really, I really enjoy this. So I can start to understand my experience, not just from my thought perceptions, but way sooner through my body. And then I can act on it, whether it's, I need to take a break right now, or I need to, I need to really lean into this. Um, and I can do it before I'm like, at the end of a very tired process, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. That makes total sense to me. I yeah. was just going to say as a, a novice who just started paying more attention to her body, <laughs> I'll throw out the perspective that I find I have awareness on this, but not early. Just like you were saying, Rachel, like I'll be pissed off like two days and I'll have to pause and <laughs> ask myself why, like, why are you feeling this in your body? Um, but with the goal that hopefully I start to be more aware of it sooner rather than I normally hit burnout and then I'm asking myself why I'm there. And I still do that too. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) There's like the infinite amount of human expressions. And so there's always something new to learn. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's, um, Let's take a few minutes with the next question. Given the things we just spoke to, um, what do you want your relationship to be with your body? And what's your role in that? So go ahead and take a few minutes to just tap into that and write your answers down. How are you guys doing with time? I'm good. Good. I'm good too. You're good? Okay. So just use that as kind of um, one of your pillars, one of your foundations, and we're not going to share that. That's for you. Um, But just keep that in the back of your mind as we um, continue forward. So this next idea is the awareness of influence. So we're going to take some time to shine a light on what is here within us right now. So we've talked about what our current relationship is with our bodies. We've talked about what we want it to be. And this is going to be a space to unpack a little bit more of the influences that exist within you around your relationship to your body. So in doing this, I invite you to um, do it in, I mean, you can do a paragraph form if you want, but really allow what comes up to come up. Don't overthink it. Don't curate it. It doesn't need to be look good, um, but The goal here is to really write down what's actually here in terms of phraseology and sentiment or language that you use with yourself that exists within you when you are referring to your body. So what are the deeply rooted beliefs about your body that you can acknowledge today? And just write them down. Again, don't you don't have to do anything with them. Just write them all down. And I'm going to give a little bit more time on this one. So if you've kind of hit a wall, 
see if you could come up with at least three more things. And if belief is not working, um, just I invite you to not feel pigeonholed around um, needing to live into that phrase. So just any sort of sentiments that you have, allow those to come to the surface. I don't know about you guys, but I could keep going. And I think for now, maybe we just use what we've created. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. So in the next section, we're going to take each of these statements that we have created above, and we're going to place them in this bullseye. Um, who do they actually belong to? So see if you can ask yourself. So like one of mine is I should have a six pack. And so is that actually mine or did that come from someplace else? Was that influenced from another place? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, sweet. So go ahead and take a few minutes to place those. All right, and um, if you're still placing them, go ahead and keep placing them. And then just kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture of what is here. What new awarenesses and insights came up for you in this experience? What feels important about this that you want to remember or you want to call out? And then when you have something and you feel inspired to share, um, I just open the, the floor, the space for any insights that have come through from this exercise. I noticed um, a lot of the things I wrote down that were related to society or family or friends had a should in it. Something should be or something shouldn't be. Um, so that was a, a theme I noticed in mine. That's cool. I didn't have that, but that's interesting. So I'm like going back through mine and being like, is that true for me? Yeah. I was like, as an adult, I shouldn't have acne. My hair should be thicker. Things like that. And that's all outside. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it was a lot of my <clears throat> external society beliefs actually it was interesting because the majority of my beliefs that were coming from external actually all of my beliefs that were coming from external came from society versus friends and family which I actually found really interesting um, because I do feel extremely supported in my relationships with my friends and family and I don't feel I do feel I can be 100% authentically me and be and, and accepted by all of them but society definitely and I didn't identify it as a should necessarily but you're absolutely right I mean that is the messaging that was coming across for me like you know I weigh more than I you know I weigh more than I should I you know have you know this particular eye the skin is drooping <laughs> whatever it happens to be um, and it all came from messaging of marketing beauty products and things that are kind of giving me the message of that it, I shouldn't be okay with that. Yeah, I actually had a hard time with the friends and family too, because um, I felt like it was either me or society, but mm -hmm. it, like with a few exceptions, 
but then I also started to think about it, which was interesting for me because I was I didn't mark anything originally as friends and family. Um, but then I was like, well, what about where my friends and family don't accept these things about themselves? Like they complain that they don't have thick hair. Like for example, my mom. Um, you know, it's not like she's ever told me that having me having thinner hair is bad or I shouldn't have thin hair or anything like that, but she has thinner hair and she doesn't accept it of herself. And then that modeling has been passed to me. And so that was like a flip for me because originally I didn't really have much. It's not like my, yeah, my friends and my family are like, you need to change your body. Um, yeah. But it's more the things that they don't accept about themselves. It makes me question if it's quote unquote good or bad for me, which that was a, a shift yeah. I saw the exercise. Definitely, Janelle. I mean, that is absolutely where I went with it also in terms of thinking about it for myself was, well, you know, I know some of the vulnerabilities or insecurities that my family has or my friends have. And so I I kind of challenged myself in that to say, well, why don't I feel like that influence has or that has influenced me very much. And I think part of it is because I have had the messaging from friends and family that that they wish they could, <clears throat> excuse me, accept themselves as, um, you know, as much as I accept myself. And it's not that I'm 100% there. I mean, I'm clearly in process with all of this as everybody else is, but they see me as being um, more accepting of myself than they are. And so it, that's, so that's interesting you know, and it makes total sense because I was questioning myself in that, like, well, why am I not taking that on? And and that was the answer that came up for me. Yeah, that, that was my aha too, was like the ones in friends and family, how they influenced me quite a bit and seeing that influence within me. So like, I cannot trust my body right away. It was like, that's friends and family. And I was like, holy Mm. shit. And I mean, for me having cancer, I just saw so many people uncertain. They'd look at me and be like, we don't know. I don't know. And like, I never realized that that was their theirs. And so that was really cool for me to see, or like, I'm too pale. That for sure was friends and family. Um, It probably is society too. But that's huge. That's huge, Rachel. That's a huge awareness for you. Taking on other people's, you know, worries about your body being capable is. Yeah. Yeah. Is significantly. I mean, that's a huge awareness. Yeah. That's cool. The other one. um, So, Janelle, once you were saying all my shoulds were society and then I was like, that's not how mine were. So I went back through and what I am recognizing now is that there are some society shoulds that are mine because I want them. So it's like, I recognize that if I just tweaked the language, so like I should be stronger is probably like societies or maybe even my friends and family, given that I have this belief, inherited belief that I cannot trust my body. (laughs) Um, But I actually, I do have a desire to be strong period. And so, and then I have another one on here of, I wish I could wear a tight dress, which is, I mean, that's, I want to. So there's like some of these that are societies. I kind of still want to own them for myself in able 
and give myself permission to like, okay, let's do it. So there was kind of a, an interesting play between where the belief is coming from, but that it actually is mine. Cause like some of them was like, oh, I can't, I, I have chicken legs and I can't wear shorts. Like I don't really care about that. Like it's there because it comes up all the time for whatever reason. But I kind of like, I don't need to prove anything to myself, it feels like. But when it comes to wearing a tight dress, that is something that I want to be able to do. Like I actually want to be able to do that and not judge myself. So even though the perception is coming from probably societal expectations, it's something that I still want. And so I put it in the me bucket so that because it is important to me still. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like yours were more action-based too. A lot of mine were just like, you should or shouldn't do that, like have this yeah, yeah, versus yeah. doing it. Um, yeah, so it's just interesting because I like, yeah, like you can wear a tight dress, but mine is like, your hair should be thicker. It's like, well, I can't, there's no action. So it's very disempowered. Of, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, totally. Is it disempowered, unempowered, whatever, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a state. It's just like, well, sucks. You got to deal with it versus having an action tie do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like one of mine was, I want to feel good, but I don't know how or if I can. Like, I don't feel good in my body, but I don't know if I can. Um, so, yeah, that is interesting. I, I agree with you, Rachel. I definitely had a couple that I had actually put in the me circle and then realized, oh, wait a second, I actually was influenced by society about that and, and in a positive way. So the one of them, just as an example, was my body is smarter than I give it credit for, um, was actually I'd put that in the me circle first and then kind of drew an arrow out to the society circle because um, that messaging absolutely came from external sources, which, you know, I do a lot of research and reading and listening to books about about my body. And um, so that was really cool to yeah. kind of play with that, that it's not just negative things that I'm being influenced by. It's also positive things. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. OK, let's keep going. I that one, I think, could be a cool one to keep coming back to, because I think that, that it would probably change. Um, mm-hmm. And some might say the same consistently, almost like values. <laughs> um, so the next set of questions is around um, you get to have personal responsibility in what this list is. So which of these do you want to keep? Uh, which do you want to let go of? Which new ones do you maybe want to add? What do you want to change? So give yourself the space to tweak this list to look how you want it to for today knowing that there's not a finish line to get to. And this is um, an ongoing process and journey as we build a relationship with our bodies. All right, you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. I'm sorry, that was so that was so cool for me. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was kind of, I just could, I was on a roll. Um, okay. So awesome. So now you kind of have a list of what you want your foundation to look like, at least today for your relationship to your body and the things that you're saying to yourself. Judy, I would love for you to share about HIOS. 
Absolutely. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the human internal operating system. And we've been talking a lot about beliefs right now. And um, at Thrive, we see that as one of the components of our human internal operating system. And there are five other components, which are your thoughts, your emotions, your desires, your behaviors, and your inner truth. And what we know to be true is when you um, understand the belief that you want to change, if what if we can take all of those other components and um, think about how those components can support the new belief that we want, we're going to be more successful in, in shifting that belief for ourselves so that we can feel better about ourselves. Um, the HIOS or the human internal operating system is the only thing that you actually do control. We don't control the societal um, messaging unless we, you know, unless we choose to, to not listen to it or actually, you know, remove ourselves from it. Um, but the reality is, is we really truly only control what comes in and out of our system and, um, and, and how we process things through our system. And so um, that's, that's kind of a, a really cool insight and information um, that can, that is extremely empowering because it, it allows us to focus our efforts on what we can control instead of, instead of what we can't control. Um, and so we have a question under here, which is which of your HIOS components support these updated beliefs? And I'd like you to just take a couple minutes to think about, you know, if, if I have a new belief that I'm wanting to, to shift, that I want to change, um, let's just take one for now and kind of look at that particular belief and say, okay, what can I th be thinking about this? What is my desire around this? What are my behaviors that I can do that, <clears throat> excuse me, that will support that new belief? And then what's, what's that inner truth? What's that inner wisdom that tells me um, the, you know, that, that really is my grounding point. <clears throat> for who I am and how I operate in the world. We haven't talked a lot about inner truth, but we see that as kind of the purity of who you are, that thing that, that you can tap into, whether it's intuition, love, God, the universe, um, nature, um, energy, whatever you want to call it. But that thing that kind of calls bullshit on everything else because it's purity, it's love um, and it's goodness within us. And um, so if we can kind of align all of those components to support this new belief that we want, we can, we can actually shift that belief. So just take a couple of minutes. Um, Rachel, I don't know if you guys want to share right away um, or if you want to take a few minutes and pause and let people reflect on this for a minute. Yeah, let's um, take a few minutes and let people reflect. Okay. Awesome. I don't think this is something that we're going to, to share today, but uh, something to keep in mind as you're moving forward and um, kind of doing this additional exploration with yourself and, and how you want to shift these beliefs. And we started with one, so maybe taking it and using it with other ones um, could be really helpful for, for getting those shifts to happen for you. Cool. Should we make it yours? Sounds great. Let's cool. Do it. Um, <laughs> let's do it. I love it. Uh, so, you know, all of this information and all of this self-reflection, and we've talked about different concepts and um, different awarenesses that you've had personally, and um, we've, you know, the conversation has brought each of us, 
here, um, also additional awarenesses, but that's all fine and dandy um, unless you really kind of sit down with it and, and tell yourself, okay, what do I want to remember from today's class? How do I how do I make all of this information? How do I bring it together and and walk away from it, making it my own, so that it, it's personalized for me, so that I actually can. Um, have have this particular workshop have um, had an impact in, in my life. And so that first question that we have is, what do you want to remember from today? And then the second thing halfway down is your unique body mantra. Um, as we know or, or have shared a little bit earlier, is I, I do mantras um, personally for meditation mantras. And mantras can be really helpful for shifting thoughts and beliefs and um really tapping into our inner truth. What do you want to believe or think about your body today? What do you want to know about your body throughout this next week or month or year? Um, and what is that statement that you want to continually say to yourself that's going to help you um, have a better relationship with your body? Um, that's that that statement there. My body is blank and, and doing a positive statement, a mantra that you would like to remember and reflect on that helps you make these shifts. And so if you can just take a moment and jot that down and we'll then move on to live it and Rachel will take us through that. All right. And if anyone is doing this and needs more time, feel free to pause the, the podcast and give yourself as much time as you need to reflect on those first two. Otherwise, I'm going to take us home. So the last question is, how will you continue to develop and deepen your relationship with your body? So the reminder here is that this is you know, just the start, or maybe you're in the middle of your journey and this was a nice check-in point. This is not meant to be the entirety of your relationship to your body. So how do you take this experience and any of the experiences that you have in relation to your body? Um, and what are you committed to continuing to do and be to develop and deepen the relationship that you've connected with today? So go ahead and answer that question. And then we will do a share of our body mantra. Okay, who's ready to share your body mantra? I can share. Okay. Um, mine is my body is intelligent and it loves me. Mm. I like it. I originally was going to say my body is capable, but then I changed it to wise. So very similar because mm. I have known for a long time that my body's capable, but I haven't necessarily tapped into the wisdom of what it's trying to tell my brain. So my body is wise. Cool. Mine is, that. yeah, mine is, my body is ready to love me. Mm. Yeah, I just saw the relationship at the beginning of the estranged best friend what I wrote later was that I want to have a relationship with my body that's like that of the Golden Girls. And so my <laughs> was almost it's great. My, that is great. My, yeah. And so I wrote down up above, I want to remember that I already have my golden girl. Like she's already there. So uh, they love that. Freaking crying again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one was super powerful for me. Um, for those of you listening, this is a territory that I was super passionate about creating a space for this conversation. And I'm very grateful to you, Judy, for um, co-creating this with me. 
so it obviously was moving for me and it sounds like um it opened up some insights for you guys too so i appreciate you both and uh, i hope that anyone who is listening was able to get something from just holding a space with yourself to connect with your body whatever that was um so often we're just running 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 and to be able to give ourselves even a minute to just check in uh, I think is quite powerful even if the wisdom we pull away like regardless if the wisdom is like oh my gosh or subtle it's all very powerful so thank you guys thank Thank you. you thanks both of you um for inviting me this was uh, an amazing workshop and it was super fun to co-create it with you, Rachel actually have not done a body workshop or, um, or facilitation of this sort, um, ever. So this is my first time with it and I loved it. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to share because again, I, I love the thrive stuff. So I am always kind of pulling in, um, where relevant content exists and the human internal operating system, if that's something that people were drawn to and want to learn more, it's that in and of itself is just a cool thing to play with. And I know that Thrive offers, um, is it workshops now or is it actual bigger programs? Yeah. So, yeah. So we have, we have, um, one, like uh, a three hour class that we do. So it was more of a workshop style, but it's a three hour one um, specifically on the human internal operating system. So it's a really a deep dive into that concept and um, an understanding. We have a tool that we use that helps you really get at each of those components and um, kind of break them out so that you can make the shifts that you want to make and upgrade what you're experiencing in life. Um, so that's really cool. We also have a class, a four series class called Foundations to Thrive. Um, that actually is also the human internal operating system, but we're also adding in human development principles, which are nine principles that we believe um, through our experiences and through everybody's, you know, the, our clients' experiences of what really helps people navigate life in, in all aspects, not just in relation to our bodies, but in all aspects of life. Um, and that we actually have a class, we just started a class this week, and that class will um, again be offered in July, I think it's July 14th. And then we do um, Pro Skills, which is a class that we're offering at the end of June, where we take all of this humanness information and we relate it to how do we do this in in our jobs how do we do it in our careers how do we use the the professional skills and show up authentically um, within our organizations and so that one starts in June Um, so yeah we have a lot of different areas that we offer we also offer free workshops throughout periodically once or twice a month that um, we love people to join and to learn more about themselves so thanks yeah yeah. yeah um, and Oh, I just wanted oh, to add in, um, Thrive did some free coaching a while ago and yep. I, um, jumped in with one of the life coaches and it was really beneficial, um, and very helpful just to be able to work one-on-one and, and have someone be an outside perspective for a problem that I was working through. So I'll just add that in. Beautiful. Thanks for that reminder, Janelle. We actually, um, through May, obviously with this difficult time that we're in through the end of May, and I don't know when this podcast is going to be posted, but through the end of May, we're doing a pay what you can. Um, so we did a free in April and we're doing a pay what you can in, in May. So I love it. Well, we'll, um, 
there's so much cool stuff. I highly encourage anyone who's like enjoyed this conversation or feels called in any way to go to thrivehdc.com and just check out the stuff that they have going on. There's always something. And um, if you're looking to bring anything to a certain organization or group that you're in, they also do um, personalized stuff in that capacity too. So you can contact them through that website or you can reach out to Judy. Is it Judy at thrivehdc.com still? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So all that stuff will be in the show notes, but yeah, I highly encourage it. It's totally changed my life. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. It like basically gave me my life back is what it feels like. So (laughs) me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. And I think that's a wrap. Thank you. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Until next time.